Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. fellow podcast listener and welcome to the pop culture pub podcast i am your host this week my name is chris lockhart and joining me on the line i currently i have two of my co-hosts in crime first up uh lillian knelson how's it going lillian we are doing well um you know after a convention you normally get a little ill so after not sleeping Mm -hmm. for like three days i crashed and burned and then the weekend after we had to drive to Nelson, BC, which is like three and a half hours away. Oh, yeah. So, I'm done. It started snowing tonight. Mm. I'm going nowhere for the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> um, and next up, we have Kevin Deason. How's it going, Kevin? Uh, it's going all right. It's not snowing yet, although I did have to turn the heat on uh, last week, finally. I'm, I'm trying to be very frugal this year. We'll see how well that works. Excellent. Excellent. And we may have Ragnar joining us tonight. He's just shooting me a message as we speak. Um, but yeah, it's doing, yeah. Oh, um, uh, he's running a little, little late. Um, so we'll, uh, so he may be joining us in a bit. Um, but in the meantime, Oh, yeah, icy roads, yes. Yeah, right now... Um, yeah, we want him safe. And Yeah, like, um, we didn't get hit with the snow, but uh, a good chunk of uh, the province of Alberta and, like, Saskatchewan and stuff got this, like, massive dump of snow uh, in the last couple days. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, winter's here, unfortunately. With, with us, we have, like, where I'm at, we haven't got the snow yet. We're... Uh, where I work, it, it it snowed pretty pretty good there on Tuesday. It was a long drive home, but uh, yeah, I guess it's it is November, right? Like it, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Mother Nature, you know. But how's it uh, in your neck of the woods, there, Kev? Um, it was actually like really nice the last couple of days. Um, by got out of work and went uh there's a couple nice places to walk and i didn't need a coat or anything just you know nice casual walk around yeah uh but i know that i only have a couple more weeks left of that and really not too much too many weekdays because we got daylight savings starting Mm. so by the time i'm out of work it's gonna be pitch black and i don't really want to go for you know strolls around yeah in pitch black I will. I just don't like to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a depressing time of year for sure. Um, I know if I I always say if I ever won the lottery, I would buy a winter place. Like I would winter like in Arizona or someplace like that. 
but but then you'd have to deal with like spiders and and you know all that kind of scorpions, rattlesnakes, Americans, Americans, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've heard some Americans are pretty awesome, but you know. oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, no, like I, I I thought about like you know getting a place in New Zealand or something, but you know with Arizona being so close and, and, you know, it'd be easier for my family to come visit. And if something were to happen, it'd be easier for me to get back. So, so anyway, if I don't win the lottery, that's what my retirement I'm hoping is going to be like. I'm hoping to be a snowbird, but I mean, that's a few years away yet. Even though I am a grandpa, it's still a few years away, unfortunately, fortunately, but unfortunately. Um, all right. Well, can, for th- can, can I just sorry? Go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. just got a tangent. Just want a tangent for a second there. Yeah, because <clears throat> you mentioned the grandpa thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I looked at dating apps within the last year, and I'll see women around my age, and they'll say grandmother. I'm like, oh my god, it, it, how how young were you when you had your kids? How young were your kids when they had kids? That your grandma. And then I got doing the math. I'm like. No, that's that's perfectly reasonable. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I I am not realizing how old I am. That is absolutely, <laughs> like, perfectly reasonable and correct and everything. Yep. Just because I waited until you know as an old man to have a kid doesn't mean that everyone else did that. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Um, yeah, like uh, one of my good friends, a guy I went to school with, he just uh, had a baby. I want to say within the last year. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't imagine being a new father at my age. Like it, like being a grandpa is awesome because, uh, I get to have all the fun and none of the work. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I couldn't imagine, you know, having a kid at my age, you know, I, I feel like I have wisdom but no energy yes yeah but i mean it does happen it does you know it does you know it can happen so never say never i guess um all right well uh, ragnar hopefully will be joining us um you know uh depending on the roads and all that uh so but we'll we'll get started without him uh so for this episode I'm calling this little topics. This is this is uh, something like we like to do every once in a while. I can't remember the last time we did this topic, where we just talk about random things that uh, you know that uh, we wanted to talk about, but not that wouldn't necessarily make for an entire episode topic. So, um, but be- actually, before we get to that, I got to ask you guys because I was going through my notes, and we did an episode. You know, I think it was the first episode we did this year uh, where it was uh, geek resolutions. We were talking about New Year's resolutions, uh, but like from a geeky perspective. And one of my notes I made was check in frequently uh, with the podcasters and see how they're doing with their resolutions. So since it's November and I haven't checked yet, I figured, you know, I, I better I better get on this. Um so I don't even know if you guys remember your geek resolutions. I remember a few of mine. I remember my only one was uh, read more comic books. And how are you doing, Lillian, with that? Um, 
I've read comic books. I wouldn't say I've read more comic books. Um, I have helped uh, some of our amazing creators here in the Okanagan. I've helped with their Kickstarters, so I have purchased multiple comic books, and I now own them. Um, one of the Comic-Cons I went to, I found and fell in love with this amazing uh, creator's work. Basically, like it's like if you imagine Deadpool and an alien and his fiasco on Earth as he's just around the humans. He loves humans. And there's this one um, part of this comic where he meets a baby in the woods and he's like, oh, and I, I think there's and at one point that there's one panel that says, I can't remember what he says. It's something about your little brain still fascinates me or something. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But I have read more comics. I have. I haven't read any of like the old ones, but I have read more than I did in 2021. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, I know one of mine was, I was going to do a rewatch of Avatar The Last Airbender and I started that. I know I started that, but I got sidetracked because there's so much to watch. Like I'm just getting so far behind on things. Um, and then I was going to, I called it the year of the Sandman because I was going to listen to the audiobooks because there, now there's three of them for, for the Sandman. Uh, I was going to read the con the Neil Gaiman comic books. And then I was going to watch the series. I'm about three episodes into the series, which was released in August. Um, but like I said, there's just been so much to watch and and do and read. Like I've just I got sidetracked. So my New Year's resolution, geek resolutions are, yeah, kind of sidetracked thus far. Uh, Kev, how how about you? How 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 have you been making up with your geek resolutions? I, I honestly, I don't even remember mine, and I'd be scared to go back and see what they were. Uh, just uh, how much do I? How much do I say? Um, because all of my changes were still fresh mm. in January. Yeah, you know, like it had been it had been going on since like August, but still fresh overall. Just. You know, I probably said stuff financially that I'm like, oh, I was clueless. I had no idea what I was in for financially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and then just, you know, uh, uh, getting used to, you know, changes in life for it, too. I, and where my time is at and focus is at and stuff. I, I will say, though, that I've noticed, certain, you know, I... I I do want to go back because there's certain things that within the last few weeks or months, I've seen pictures of myself from like a year ago and I go, Oh, a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, okay. I, I have lost weight, but you don't see it on yourself every yeah. day. But you yeah. can see it over a year, you know, Oh, I am better with this. So oh, I, I did improve that. Um, and then little things like one of the things I'm doing right now is I set a time, like I do not do any social media before this time of night just to not be on it constantly throughout the day. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I finished reading a book today instead. <laughs> and, you know, I can't imagine why. Oh, cause that hour I would have been on social media. I got through a bunch of a book mm, and yep. then next thing I know I was done with it. You know? Um, but you know, lots of little things like that. Yeah. So I, I would be curious, you know, if I said something like, "Oh, I'm going to work on my mental health or lose weight or, you know, focus on what's important." Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if I, I said good things like that, and then I can look back and go, oh, "Okay, I actually did do some of that stuff." Yeah. 
Excellent. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's start our little topics. And uh, Kevin, why don't you kick it off? What's your first little topic? All right. I have an odd one. So just follow me here. Now, okay. Now, people, people have known me for a while, call it uh, a Kevin walk. I'll, I'm making a point, but we're going to take the long way to get there. Okay. Yeah. All right, so there are two things going on this week that I'm very curious about how they're going to end up, and then it's going to lead to a question here. Uh, one, are you guys aware of the Chinese rocket right now? No. So China no. has China has its own space station. They don't want to be part of the International Space Station. They want their own. Mm-hmm. And they're setting everything up the same way that United States used to. You got your booster rockets, and that sends everything out into space past the atmosphere. And then they have their rockets on, you know, the actual ship that's manned or, you know, just supplies going up to their space station they're building or whatever. Now, our United States, the booster rockets would land around Florida in the ocean like a controlled crash kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not crack, but, you know, a controlled descent so they could reuse them. China is just dumping them wherever. So huh. they, they, set off the, they set off the rocket. The boosters fall away in orbit, but it's not a controlled orbit. So as they orbit around the Earth and the orbit gets smaller and smaller and falls out of control, then it just crashes to Earth. They've done this five or six times already within the last couple of years. Hmm. And every time it lands in water. There was some that landed like uh, in South Africa. Some of it landed there on a stretch of beach, like a, a sparse area. So there's all sorts of pictures of, you know, it landing. But China's attitude is like, the chances of it hitting something are so small, we're going to just go with it. Yeah. Meanwhile... Another thing going on this week, and I'll tie this all together in a moment. Uh, WWE is doing a big event in Saudi Arabia once again on Mm. Saturday as we record this. Now, the first or second, maybe even third, one of the first times they did a show in Saudi Arabia, um, there was money issues and an argument. And while the private plane with Vince McMahon and a couple other people left, the charter plane with the 50 or so WWE wrestlers and staff and crew was not allowed off the runway until Hmm. the money situation was cleared up between the Saudi government and WWE. So they were stranded in a country that we'll say is a bit dicey Mm -hmm. to be stranded in at times. And they have a big show on Saturday and they're going over there and a, they have released a statement, Saudi government, that they are aware of a terrorist threat from Iran, that they want some big, you know, they're, they want like a big attention terrorist attack thing to happen. You know, not not like a one and done middle of nowhere thing, like whatever they want to do, they want attention on it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to do this show anyways, though, because it's so much money. There's mi- like everyone gets so much money from this because it's a Saudi show. So there's millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So they are taking the risk saying, oh, well, something bad could happen. But what are the, the odds are in our favor? So with this rocket, with WWE, I, I'm 
I'm wondering the Vegas odds, you know, um, like Lillian with planned conventions and stuff. How many times do you play the odds of the chances of something bad happening are so small? I'm going to keep doing this before eventually you've done it so many times. Are you secretly hoping that a rocket lands on a WWE event? No, but I'm just like, (laughs) how how many times do you got to go and and just play that risk game before eventually it's going to catch up with you? Yeah. Like, Like, maybe once I would do it. Maybe twice, like, I got away with it once, maybe I'll do it twice. But when you get to, like, 10 times, 20 times, 30, you know, like, eventually stuff's going to catch up with you, and something bad's going to happen. Speaking of, uh, not bad, but uh, Ragnar's here. (laughs) Yeah, well, in, like, we're... Like, how many times would you, like, if if either of you were in such a, a, a position of, like, you know, well, yeah, it's a one in a million chance something bad's going to happen, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Like, how so many... Are you saying a rocket could drop on my house? Yeah. That's um, so, so Ragnar has just joined us. Hello, Ragnar. Well, hello, everyone. Thank sorry you for, for not dying. Hey, hey, no problem. Uh, crappy road conditions, I can totally understand, man. Like, uh, Tuesday, well, yeah, I, I, was, the... I had to drive through that. Um, it's the first... The first icy roads of the year, so of course everyone's forgot completely forgotten how to drive. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I got I got winter tires and they're studded. I wasn't having trouble. It's just everybody else being ridiculous. Yeah, because you're also a studded. <laughs> so. Dun, dun, dun. Um. So anyway, uh, Ragnar, we just started our little topics. Kevin was talking about. Um, China launching a rocket that uh, will uh, the part of the rocket will eventually fall back to Earth somewhere. It's not a controlled, uh, you know, return. And uh, about he was also mentioning how the WWE is uh, in Saudi Arabia this weekend, and there might there's there's uh, inklings that there might be a terrorist attack in Saudi Arabia. Uh, or, okay. some, or something might happen. So he's basically asking us, what What are the odds? Like, would you play play those type of odds, or at what point do you do you not? Um, like, I I know Kev. Like, from a safety, like uh, you know, speaking from like a industrial safety culture, just because you know, because one thing I've run into, um, you know, being considered a younger guy, uh you know, when I started where I worked, I would notice things that weren't right. You know, like there was like, why isn't there a, you know, like say a guard on a certain piece of equipment or why isn't there this? And people, well, it's been like that for 20 years and we've never needed one. And it's like, well, just because it's been wrong for 20 years doesn't mean it's right. You know, like I, I honestly don't think, uh, if I was WWE, I would not be rolling the rolling the dice. Um, just because, yeah, like if if they if they really wanted to make a statement, you know, the W the reach of the WWE, especially in America, reaches very far. So if they wanted to make a statement, that'd be a, that'd be a good way to make a statement. Well, and and you mentioned the safety thing, like yeah, you got veterans old timers at certain jobs 
oh, it hasn't failed yet. That that screw has held that in for 20 years. It's like, okay, so eventually it's going to break. Mm-hmm. We have something in place to make it not break, to fix it, to put something sturdier there. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's been fine as long as I've been here. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to be here forever, and that stupid little thing holding this together won't be here forever either. Yep. Well, it, it's almost like the... I, and I hate to make this reference. It's almost like the Batman v Superman, where Batman says, you know, even if there's an app, you know, uh, you know, the most minuscule chance, we have to act like it's an absolute certainty. I can't remember the exact quote, but you know, when it comes to safety and stuff, like yeah, just because it's never happened or it's not likely to happen, doesn't mean it won't happen. Um, but on a, yeah, I don't know. Like when it comes to the WWE, yeah, they just, and China, yeah, like, but that's the thing. China knows they can get away with it though. Um, cause let's say one of those rockets, let, like, let's say it crashed into my hometown, right? Like just, and, and, and it, you know, killed a bunch of people where I live. My gov, the Canadian government's not going to do shit. Like you know, everyone's afraid of China. Like, China, like, they're not going to do anything. You know, like, they might uh, do some sanctions or something, but it's not going to actually mean anything. Because, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the emperor. Like, they control everything. Like, you know, we're, like, we're so afraid of them. You know, like, that's why they, why they do things like that. Because they know, like, well, what are they going to do? You know, they're not going to do anything. But anyway, it's it's pretty it'd be pretty hard to go to war with China because everything is either made in China or made out of things that are made in China. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you ever like went to war or really angered them, they'd just be like, cool, no stuff for you. And like, imagine if we saw a little bit of it in COVID, but imagine if China like 100 percent just locked us out. Like mm-hmm. The whole country was shut down in a week or two. Mm hmm. So, like, you know, they're the new superpower, and we just haven't quite admitted it yet. Well, well, I I hate getting political, but, you know, like... Yeah, I'm, yeah, political rant. Okay, that's, that's my political rant for the night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at what happened with COVID. Like, China could have stopped it in the early months, but they chose to ignore it, and the rest of us paid the price, and... Nothing and came they're still of, doing it. Yeah, and like nothing they're came of it. They're still putting people in lockdown and stuff now. It's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if, if I don't know, I really think of any other country, you know, except for maybe the United States or, or Russia, you know, was seen as causing a pandemic, you know, like they would, you know, they would be uh, held accountable. But because China is so powerful, everyone's like, no, we're just going to pretend like... It's a world thing, not uh, not made in China. But anyway, um, again, that's just I got nothing against you know I'm not being trying to be racist or I got nothing against anybody. Um, it's it's a government thing. It's the it's their their government. Their government's corrupt. But anywho, uh, thank you, Kevin, for that little topic. Um. Uh, Ragnar, do you have a, what's your first little topic? Oh, goodness. 
Um, well, I, I, I want to avoid politics, so <laughs> I think we should. I think we should try to try to to. Uh, I'll try. I'll try to steer away from that. Um, <clears throat> so I. I'm not sure if this qualifies or not, but I was going to give a little brief about the show I just did, the, the Winnipeg Comic-Con. Absolutely. Anything you want to talk about, it, it fits for a little topic. Even if it is politics, that's fine, too. Well, no, this is this is geeky. You know, it's the, the Winnipeg Comic-Con. It was this weekend past, so Thursday and Friday and Saturday. No, sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which meant I drove home Monday. So my Halloween was spent driving home, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't wasn't particularly spooky, but I guess that's good. Um, this show is a new, run by a new company. They are based out of Quebec, and they do the Quebec City Comic Con, the Montreal Comic Con. I think they do London and Ottawa as well. Hmm. And the old Winnipeg Comic Con, which ran for years, it was called C4, Central Canada Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And... The people who ran it, there was I I never had any issues with them, but I heard a lot of weird things about them, and eventually they got divorced, and neither of them could afford to buy the other one out, so the show just closed, like essentially swept out. Okay. So that was in uh, 2018. So there was no Winnipeg Comic Con in 2019, and then we had. This new company said we're going to run one in 2020, and then, of course, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So they did run a show last year, and it was phenomenal. But this year, given that there was no pandemic restrictions, no no masks, no vaccine cards, no capacity limits, their show was phenomenal. And... I was so blown away because I I do Comic-Cons all across Canada, run by all kinds of different companies, and these guys are just blowing everyone out of the water. And it was so cool to see because some of the other companies, like the people who run Edmonton Expo and Calgary Mm -hmm. Expo and Toronto and Vancouver, they managed to get like a little bit harder to deal with every year. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the one you, you were just at Winnipeg, right? Yeah, but the people at this new company in Winnipeg, oh. they just get better and better and better every year. And I I really hope that they're able to keep expanding and eventually that they take over, like, you know, maybe all of the <laughs> shows in Canada. They were, they were just incredible. Not, not mine. I'm a baby. They can't take it from me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Yours is great. I I wasn't I wasn't trying to throw shade on anyone. No, no, no. I know, but it's really it it's funny actually. You mentioned that because Winnipeg was the, one of the events where when we were looking at our standards for masks and how we were going to do things, um, it was one of the ones we were looking at because they were right after us, and we're like, mm. they're not worried. They're a bigger event. Like, I like the way they do things. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, it, they had. Um, 28,000 people come through over the three days. So probably a little bit bigger than you. (laughs) Just just a little. Um, I I broke a thousand people and I'm happy about that. 28,000 sounds stifling. Um, Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're also in a giant convention. Apparently. Um, She didn't get in on Friday. They wouldn't let her in or something. 
Oh, okay. And I was like, what's going on, Winnipeg? So I'm happy to hear that, that this other side, because for me right now, I was like, weird. Um, I know they were they were really strict about weapons and parts of costumes that could be weaponized this year. And I don't know if that's from the Comic-Con or from the venue, because I know, I know from other show organizers that this venue is very difficult to deal with. Um, and it's the only venue in Winnipeg. Like, really, there's n- only one venue in the whole province. What's your definition of strict, though? Uh, well, for example, they let a guy in dressed up as Eddie from Stranger Things, and he had a real guitar. And they flash mob, like the security mobbed him, and four security guards escorted him off the premise because his guitar could be weaponized. Really? Uh, see, and I yeah, and they and they wouldn't let, and I'm like. Well, they let him in with it. He had to go through. He had to go through prop check to get into the. Unless uh, they didn't have a prop check somewhere nearby, like I don't know what their layout was. Well, but, like I, I don't know, man. I I talked to the guy for a while. I don't. I don't. Didn't get the impression that he had tried to sneak in with a guitar. And then it's not like he was running around brandishing it. He was just playing it, you know, pretending to play Master of Puppets by Metallica. Yeah. And, Did they get uh, confused? It was when very strange. Um, yeah, could have could a person <laughs> turn turn and it upside down. The guitar at ours. Yeah, I guess. Because uh, like anything that's a prop, it has to be. You can't have something that's made of wood or metal. Ah, uh, is that what it was? Within reason. So like <clears throat> the metal, it's the size of it, right? So like a Harley's hammer has to be. Um, you can have like a portion of it that's made of foam or plastic. Um, I had someone who had this gorgeous wooden katana, but of course it had to be locked so it was sheathed. But that as well, like it was heavy, but even that was pushing it because mm-hmm. you can still strike someone with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get that. You know, I understand their concern. Just weird. It just seemed weird to me, and it also seemed to me like that concern should have been dealt with when the guy entered the building. Just be yeah. like, oh, hey, sorry, man, you can't bring that in. It could be used as a weapon. Yeah. Instead of, like, approaching him on the show when he's been there all day. And yeah. In the, um, like they, oh, so this wasn't even first thing in the morning, kind of. No, like. this was Sunday afternoon at, like, 3 p.m. Like, the show ends That's at weird. 5. weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they, they came by my booth. I was selling... Leather bracelets with plastic studs, not even metal studs. And they were like, you're totally allowed to sell these here, but you have to tell your customers they're not allowed to wear them. Hmm. And I thought like, well, okay, I guess. That seems pretty excessive to me. Yeah. But, uh, so anyways, I don't know if that was the show themselves being extra cautious or if the venue was particularly concerned. For those of you who aren't aware, Winnipeg is the murder capital of Canada. It is a city mm. notorious for violence, including gang violence. Um, they had a big problem. Well, they still have a big problem with meth. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues they had earlier this year was that an emergency would happen. The fire trucks would respond and people would steal the fire trucks. They, they weren't luring them there. They just... If they saw a fire truck and nobody was sitting in it, they would jump in it and drive away. And this happened so many times that they had to, like, essentially hire a security guard to sit in the fire trucks when they respond to emergencies now. So 
it, it may be prudent for the venue to be extra cautious, mm-hmm. just given that Winnipeg is a little bit rougher than your average Canadian city. But the kind of people who frequent a Comic-Con are not likely to start trouble within the show, in my experience. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm complaining about them. I, I just thought it was odd. However, they were just making sure everyone was safe. And I, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps I think they went a touch too far, but... Um, I guess it's better to go a touch too far than not far enough. Because I have been to shows that have no policies at all, and you see people in costume with like sharpened steel swords, and you're like, "Yeah, this could end badly." Yeah. So, yep. so compared to that, I, I really shouldn't say anything. Um, other than that, though, it was an amazing event, and it was so awesome to to see a show like that doing so well. Um. And I'm still on a bit of a high just from the weekend. There were so many amazing costumes. Um, my booth for most of the show had people lined up three people deep trying to get into my table. I had awesome. on the Saturday, I had a, an eight hour block, a solid eight hours where there was three people deep at my table. Cool. And like, like what, you know, when, when one when me or my friend who was helping had to go pee, yeah, it was like you waited until you were about to explode, and then you <laughs> ran through the crowd to get yeah. to the nearest washroom and ran back because it was just that busy. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, which which sounds kind of intimidating, <clears throat> but it's actually quite thrilling at the time. It, it's a huge, you know, you're you're living off that energy, right? You're feeling yeah. very energized by that that crowd that's so excited to see you. Oh, awesome! So, yeah, yeah. So and, yeah, Winnipeg Comic Con. Two thumbs up, just don't bring your guitar. And that's your last Comic-Con of the year? Yeah, that's my last Comic-Con of the year. But I you got have some, a, some markets I have a and stuff? Geeky market, I have a geeky market in November in Edmonton. It's sort of like a flea market, but like nerdy. Oh, okay, yeah. And I did, I did the spring show, and it was really good. Um, and then other than that, I just have craft shows left. Awesome. Which are still good. They're yep. just not... Not as exciting as Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. So your Edmonton show, it's not this weekend, is it? No. Oh, okay. Because no. uh, there's the a weekend col- of the sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, there's a collector con. Um, yeah, this yeah, weekend. there's collector cons on this weekend, and and that's a cool little show. It, um, it is, but it yeah. wouldn't be any good. Wouldn't be any good for me. Yeah, people are going to that one to buy comics and and action figures and so on. Yeah, and if you're into that kind of stuff, that's a killer show. Yeah, but uh, it's not really a pop culture show per se. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I I can't remember what the one after that's called, but uh, I just remember yeah I'm working that weekend, so that's why I couldn't couldn't go. But. All right, sounds good, Ragnar. Uh, Lillian, uh, what what do you got first up for hey, your Lillian. little topic? Um, so huh, I, I feel as if it's a bit of a like a topic, but it's also a bit of a rant. That's fine. Um, and it's so so the other night, um, my son just got home from Nelson. We haven't seen him for essentially like we haven't spent a lot of time with him for about six months, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other night we were going to watch a movie. And so one of the nights when I was away, I think um, my hubby and my daughter had watched this movie on Netflix called the sea beast. And 
Um, we watched it the other night and I spent the entire time going, I don't like this. I don't normally sit during a movie. And I mean, it's a cartoon and I don't mind cartoons. I'm not an adult who has anything against cartoons. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I genuinely don't like this. The first part of the movie gave me severe anxiety because it's like, imagine Pirates of the Caribbean meets like, do you, remember, do you guys remember there was that old movie about the girl who befriends a lake monster? Gave me those vibes. I don't remember. But um, she befriends a monster, essentially. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, little girl uh, runs away from the orphanage, stows away on a pirate ship, and ends up befriending a monster and ending a thousand-year-old war. Um, but my problem was, like, in the beginning of the movie, there's, like, this pirate battle, and it is, it is like, it's like a scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they would all be dead. There's no way anyone survived this. Like, my brain could not shut off with this. Um, they should be dead. The boat should be gone. Like, this does not work. Um, and then the little girl was so annoying, and I couldn't get attached to her character. And I just, some of the banter was fun. But I'm like, you know what? We have set a standard with, like, Pixar and Disney that I think is unfair to a lot of other shows. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, I don't mind that standard. Like, if you watch something, and you, we, you know, guys, we've talked about it a ton. There's only so many plot lines. A lot of movies can copy. <laughs> a lot of movies are reminiscent of other movies. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You can be a good movie and still have a basic lot, like plot line that's been done before. But this was just, it has a 94%, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, hmm. why? Yeah. This movie is just. Like an it's, audience it's, score or like the critic one? I think I think the audience. One oh, second, really? Because I, I find so. like Rotten Tomatoes, especially lately, it's very very skewed with the critics and the and the audience. It used to be like a really value like it's Rotten Tomatoes used to be a thing. So the Sea Beast on Rotten Tomatoes, if you look it up, it has a ninety four percent tomato meter and an eighty four percent audience score. Oh, so that's not too bad. And, and what's which the, I find ridiculous because. And what's just, it called again? It's called the Sea Beast. It has an amazing cast. Sea Carl Beast. Urban is the main one of the main voices. Jared Harris, yeah. Dan Stevens, like it has an amazing voice cast. Yeah. Um, it could have been so good, but okay. So here's the thing. So one of the the lines of the story, sorry, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Mm-hmm. But the little girl discovers that maybe the monsters aren't monsters after all. The books that she's grown up reading about these great pirate hunters, um, was basically made up so that they would this could come this kingdom could get rich so you know they end up she ends up accusing the king and queen of making up this war and as my son pointed out he's like you know if it was hundreds of years the current reigning king and queen probably they might not have known that the original war was made up they mm-hmm. might not have never known the orange should and now this why are the why is suddenly someone believing a little girl who's like they lied. Like, I want more backstory. I want a conversation with the king and queen. I would like to see more of the king and queen. I would like more history on this kingdom. Like, I, w- I would like more. Mm-hmm. Please give me more. And which, but, uh, which sir, this is on Netflix? Netflix. Oh, okay. So I would love it, honestly. Like, the pirate scenes are amazing. The battle scenes on the boats are so cool. Um, I actually was severely uncomfortable in the first 20 minutes of this movie because I have an issue with water. 
Mm. Um, and the, so the first battle scene, I was just squirming because it's just, it's, it was intense for a kid's cartoon. And they're lopping off arms from this giant octopus kraken thing. And the captain drowns and gets brought back to life because someone saved him, but he literally just, he, he drowns. Um, like, yes, but I just, there were so many poles that I just do better. Mm-hmm. That was just, we we're in this era of movies where we spend millions of dollars to make things. And yet I feel as if, if you compare it to stuff that we watched when we were younger, they've given up on so much storyline and they just want it to be flashy. And I think that we, we, we need to fight and argue about that. And somehow this got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And yet I'm sitting here going, I need more backstory. Yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> My well, boss told me I read too much into a children's cartoon. <laughs> well, I'm, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, if you know, it, it should be good. It should be something that would, you know, appeal to everybody. Oops. Um, well, and it was it was something that apparently a lot of people didn't even know it existed. It was something that went it wasn't greatly advertised, and it was it wasn't a bad movie. Well, and, and just, to be to be honest, this is the first I'm hearing about it. But I I haven't really been on Netflix a whole lot lately, so. Um. But yeah, like I totally get what you're saying about you know uh, with the flashy versus story. Uh, quick tangent. That's how I felt about uh, the 2014 RoboCop movie. I was so disappointed in oh. it because the original. Oh man, that movie. What? That movie sucked. It was awful. The, the well, and the original RoboCop, the 1987 RoboCop, like the story was awesome. You know, the effects were were good for the time. I mean, I, I think they still hold up. I mean, maybe some of the stop motion isn't quite there anymore, but it's it's a classic in my in my view. And I really felt like they had. Like that, I mean, they had great actors in the 2014. They had um, Michael Keaton. They had uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They had Joel Kinnerman, uh, who he's a great he's actor. A great cast. Yeah, Ooh, and but it sucked. And it, yeah, it was too, it was terrible. And and <laughs> you know, like they were trying to make him like they painted him black. He, he I was like, Ugh. it had potential. It, it it did. I remember being so excited when that movie came out. Me too. But yeah, another case of uh, flash and no story, you know. Well, one of the some of the things that made the original RoboCop great was how dark and gritty and dystopic it was. Yeah. And the new one was very like it wasn't very violent, it wasn't very gory. Yeah. It wasn't particularly dystopian. Like it, the things that made the original RoboCop great were all missing. Yeah, for for a movie like RoboCop, you got to be rated R. And and that's where I think yeah. RoboCop three and then this new 2014 RoboCop really because they tried making a PG and you can't do a PG RoboCop unless you do a different entire storyline or like a TV show or you put some effort into it. But no. Well, they did it. They did a RoboCop TV show and it was yeah. definitely not PG. Yeah. It, it was, was not. <laughs> they did cartoon too. Yep, they yeah. did. Um, we are not, you know, we're not bad people for wanting to be, I mean, we we are happily entertained on stupid things. Like, we love movies that are ridiculous, but we still have standards. Yeah. Well, the the first RoboCop, you know, with, with all the analogy and symbolism and dystopian and everything, there's a Criterion Collection release of that RoboCop movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To dive into it even more. 
which that remake or two or three would never get. Yeah. No. Um, I did like RoboCop too. Like, I, like some people don't like that one. I loved it. It's not as good as the first one, but it's pretty darn close, in my opinion. I, I do like it, but it, it's cheesier than the first one. It it, it is in some ways, um, but it, I I yeah, I still love it. And then uh, RoboCop three just yeah, like they just uh, yeah. I mean, just you watch can't, the first one. If you're really craving more, watch the second one. Yeah, don't don't watch the third one. And it's That's too bad. Kind of, yeah. you know, mean, like, the, the Prime Directive TV show, it was like made-for-TV miniseries, I think it was. It was, from what I recall, it was decent. They, they had a se- they had a, a season, um, but the unfortunate... It, I yeah. thought it was just a miniseries. The, I think anyways, they, was, they, they did have a miniseries, and then it went to season, I think. Um, but oh, it only okay. lasted a year. The only issue yeah. was with that is one... It's one of those shows that you know was filmed in Toronto. Like you can just tell. It it yeah. feels like Canada. It looks like Canada. Like not to knock my own country, but that was something that you you know like you could like Terminator Three. I could totally tell that was Vancouver. Like it. It's, well, Terminator Three also wasn't very good. Yeah, and it wasn't. <laughs> and but I mean, like I I think our production. Um, abilities in canada has come a long way like nowadays you really can't tell when something's filmed in canada uh but back then yeah. you could back then like unless you're I, in like unless you're where they're filming it you're like hey i know that place yeah like well robocop 3 you could totally tell that was in canada too like i it just had i just it has that feeling and but i mean sometimes it works like the x-files you know for five seasons was filmed in vancouver and it was awesome. Yeah. It was pretty convincing most of the time. Yeah, it, it, it was. Um, but anyway, that's a, a tangent. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian, um, for your first little topic. Well, so very, very welcome. Uh, I will give my first little topic of the evening. Um, and this is a question that I have for everybody. So I'll go first. Um, so, uh, uh, oops, got rid of my notes there. Um so you can think about it. Um, is there any personal project that you had never completed or started? Like, is there something that you had in mind to do or did start but never completed or never got, got started? And, and it could be a personal project. It could be a home fixer-upper. It could be anything. You're talking uh, to the ADHD queen of Um <laughs> Well, the, and so I'll, I'll go first, so you, you so you guys can think about it. Um, for me, uh, what made me think about this was I've recently rewatched Clerks Three uh, because it's available on digital, and it was only fifteen bucks. So I was like, I'm I'm getting this because um, I, I really liked it. I I really liked the movie. Brought back a lot of memories. Be careful! Be careful! I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I, I won't spoil anything. But it made me think of, you know, the original Clerks and how, you know, he made it for $27,000 and, and uh, it might have been a little bit more than that. And, you know, he filmed it at his work and, you know, he had to do it at night and so that's why the shutters were closed and blah, blah, blah. And I remember, like, in my early 20s, uh, you know, like, going out, like that that's when I really got into uh, watching Kevin Smith movies. 
And I remember thinking, I'm going to write a, a movie that's similar to, to Clerks. Um, now, so I, I'm just going to throw it out there because I'm never going to do this. But uh, the idea was, I was the, I, the title of the, the, the script for the movie was going to be called One Night Stand. Now, in Canada, in Western Canada, um, we have a lot of, especially like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we have a lot of slow-pitch leagues. Um, so that's slow-pitch baseball, a lot of, you know, the, a beer league uh, baseball. And where I come from, like my hometown, in the summertime, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we would have, you know, anywhere from four to like eight tournaments a year where, you know, uh, people would come in, you know, like they would have like a 16, you know, team tournament. It would go Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then usually Saturday nights, they would have uh, a ball social, which is basically like a dance for the ball tournament. Um, so as a teenager, uh, you know, like me and a lot of my friends used to go to these ball socials because it was awesome. You can go, you can dance, you can meet, you know, girls from other towns would come in. There would be older girls there. And, um, and as a teenager, there's, you know, some underage drinking going on. Um, <laughs> cause, uh, you know, people, you know, people compliment me for saying that I look too young to be a grandpa, but when I was 16 years old, I looked too old to be 16. Um, so I got away with it. I, I, I could buy liquor at, uh, at ball socials. Um, unless I knew the bartenders, cause sometimes that would happen. So then I'd have to get my friends to buy my liquor for me. So, you know, um, we would have these, these ball socials and usually, you know, you'd, you know, maybe meet a girl you'd you know or you know meet some old friends get up to some shenanigans usually at the end of the at the end of the dance there'd be fights you know because people are drunk and stupid and you know there's a lot of guys that would just go to these ball socials just to fight people um and it was kind of like a almost like a wwe event you know like we'd all kind of gather around in a big circle and then people would be fighting and you'd be watching and drinking and so anyway, the premise of my movie was that it was it was about uh, the main character was based on me. It would be like me and my friend going out for the night, and he how, how did that work? He was going to there there was a girl that he really liked, and she was like like the I don't know like the prom queen or whatever you want to call her, and. He ends up falling in love with her best friend instead. At the end of the night, he realizes that she's like a bitch and that her friend is actually the one that he should be with because she's like the one that's actually decent. And then I was going to, you know, and then another story would be about a guy fighting at, at this ball fight or at, at this social and getting into a fight. Um, I was going to also... Um, oh, I forget. There was there was one plot line I think where um, one of the it might have been the prom queen. I can't remember now. She gets basically pulled over for drinking and driving and gets arrested and stuff. And and basically it was like this group of friends partying till dawn. 
type of thing. So actually, in a lot of ways, it would be more along the lines of like Dazed and Confused, the the movie, than Clerks. It would be kind of like that because Dazed and Confused was kind of like that. But instead of a bush party, it would be at a ball tournament. It would be a ball dance, and it would be the party afterwards. Because after the ball socials, there's always a party afterwards at the ball diamonds. So yeah, that that was I was going to write a a movie treatment for uh, based on that, and it was going to be called One Night Stand, and uh, I never did. But I still remember it though; it's still in my my memory banks and. Watching Clerks 3 made me recollect that time in my life when, you know, Kevin Sp- Kevin Smith aspired me to uh, to write a movie. Uh, all right, so Kevin, uh, is there any oh. unfinished projects that you started or were thinking of starting? But, you know, I mean, I didn't laugh as hard as Lillian when you asked that, but, I mean, that's like everything in life. Um. And, and there's certain things at my age, I'm like, okay, that's just not going to happen. Yep. So can I alter these goals? Can I change them? Uh, like when I was younger, I thought, all right, I'm not athletically gifted enough that I could ever be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But I bet I could train and do like one match. Just just for me, you know. Yep. I, I wouldn't care if there's like five people out there. Like just to do one and have that experience. Well, now I'm like, I would blow out my knee or you know, something immediately. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But what could I do? And I was so close. I was the day before I was going to do um, the ring announcing for the night for a, an independent company around here. Oh, cool. And the night before the show got canceled because um, they oh. were not going to be able to have a doctor on the premises. Ah, and uh, New York State. That, yeah, that's one of the laws. There has yeah. to be a doctor on site. Yeah, just in case anything. Uh, and I was just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. But that would have been like, finally, I would have had, you know, some experience for that. And and who knows, that could still happen. That group's not around anymore, but I didn't know that group was around, you know, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, stuff, you know, stuff happens. Um, but I, you know, because you mentioned the, the New Year's resolutions and stuff, too. Uh, I've kind of been changing my focus stuff and working on other things because one day I sat down I'm like I got writing things because I wanted to write something that mattered and lives beyond me and writing up a review of a comic or movie or whatever is not the pathway to that it's good practice for writing Mm -hmm. but that you know like if you know you talk about who's a famous author and you can come up with hundreds if not thousands of names if it's like well who's a famous reviewer what you got like Siskel Niebuhr and that's like it yeah <laughs> you know that's that's not the path I was looking for but I've been changing up stuff I'm like I wanted to create one thing a comic a novel a, a something that is bigger than me and lives beyond me and I, I'm not saying like it becomes you know the greatest piece of literature in western civilization or anything like that no but like you know if, if i got great in indie comic that people thought were pretty good and the graphic novel stayed in print i'd be happy with that mm-hmm. you know i'd be thrilled with that and there's a few times i feel like i came close and then like life happened mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like maybe i was about to break through or make a connection or whatever and i have had a comic story published in a really small independent anthology 
and the company doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know what happened to, you know, all of the art and the copyright for it or whatever. So I consider that just lost to the wind. I mean, mm-hmm. I have copies of it, but you know, I don't know what happened to the rest of the print run or anything for it. So I, I just, I, I almost did NaNoWriMo national novel writer month for November. And I'm like, I can't put that pressure on me right now. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be mad if I don't get like five to 10 pages done a day. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to keep up with it, but I'm like, you know, I I'm getting better and better and focusing, and you know, less time on social media and more time actually creating <laughs> helps. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's my unsung thing. I I just I got to create something by by the end of this journey. I feel like I got to create something. Well, that's a good that's a good goal to strive for, and. Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm sure you'll make it because, like, that's the thing. Like, you take someone like uh, like uh, Frank Herbert who wrote Dune. Like, I mean, he did he wrote you know for newspapers and and um he he wrote for uh, uh like uh, pol- politicians and stuff. But he didn't actually become like famous until I want to say he was in his fifties. Like, that's when his like actual writing started taking off. Um, so it's, you know, it's never too late, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it, you know, it, it strikes later for some people. Yeah. Uh, Ragnar, do you, do you have any, uh, any projects or, or anything that is unfinished or unstarted? I mean, of course I have tons, you know, there's, there's home renovation projects and improvements that could get done. There's. When you're self-employed and you make stuff, there's always a billion things that you can do and should do and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a really great idea to write a book, a novel, last year during NaNoWriMo. And I wrote out the story outline and I started writing it and then I just got too busy with shows and I haven't picked it up again yet. It's it's driving me nuts because I think about it probably not every day, but at least every week. And I I just have to make myself find the time to sit down and work on it every day. Um, so that that would be my biggest one. And uh, I've always wanted to write books. I I think I'm actually fairly good at writing. I'm not really sure. And I think I have a cool story, so... One of these days, I'll hopefully sit down and write it. Excellent. Um, one thing to always remember is um, there's always an audience out there. It's just a matter of finding it, right? For some people, yeah. you know, you take Stephen King, like obviously like that guy, you know, strikes a chord with a lot of people. But, I mean, yeah. you know, you take some like someone like Harlan Ellison, you know, like not everyone heard of Harlan Ellison. Um, True. but, but that's, you know, like he was more of a short story writer and I know Stephen King's been quoted as saying that's his favorite writer, but you know, you don't see his books on the spinner racks typically. So no, no. And if you do, you buy them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They don't last long. Um, all right. Uh, Lillian, do you, do you have any unfinished projects or, or anything of the yeah. sort. I have 
Never. Never? <laughs> um, wow. So I'm funny. impressed, Lillian. Yeah, I never, ever start anything and don't finish it. Um, <laughs> dear God. It's so funny that you guys mention NaNoWriMo because I'm doing it right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I have three unfinished novels that I have never actually finished. And at one point I realized that one of the issues I had with finishing a novel was that I couldn't actually, it was a lot of words. So then I switched to screenwriting and I, I love screenwriting, but you know, it's funny Ragnar and everybody, you would understand like with ADHD, you realize, especially as there's more awareness now, the things you need for finishing, like you have to set a schedule, you have to know your limits, you have mm -hmm. to make time, like you have to be able to disconnect from other things. So goal this year is okay so far i'm actually on par with what i'm supposed to be doing um and i am determined to finish this sci-fi trilogy that i'm supposed to have written like seven years or eight years or nine years ago or ten years ago um and it's it's that one actually i'm pretty proud of so we'll see if lily gets nanowrimo done this year i have friends who finish it every year and i hate them horribly um and of course, there's that's one of probably the main things. So NaNoWriMo, we're going to get that done. Um, maybe someday finish a screenplay, take an acting class, go to the gym on time. <laughs> uh, that, you know, it's it's all these little things. Uh, you know, oh oh oh, take an art course that I uh, finish an art course, finish an art course. <laughs> uh, Christmas cookies. I'm pretty sure that was on a regular basis. Um, even tonight, I had a meeting that I was supposed to go to before this podcast that I didn't finish. Um, mm. And so thankfully, we're meeting tomorrow. <laughs> but mostly, it's just little things that are artistic that always live in your brain that you just you just have to you have to do them. Yeah. So I'll let you guys know if my, uh, my novel finishes. Excellent. All right, well, let's go around the table one more time with our little topics. And Kevin, what's your final little topic? All right, so my topic and question for all of you is home decor. And here's what I mean by that. So uh, a couple weeks ago, couple, yeah, a couple weeks ago, uh, my dad came up to do a visit. And my dad hasn't been in this apartment in, jeez, five years, maybe longer. And, of course, I was with my ex then, so the decorating and aesthetic and everything is was more her style, mm -hmm. you know. And uh kid was a little younger, so, you know, you got the kid stuff in, you know, every room of the house <laughs> and all, too. Um. But now that it's, you know, my call for a lot of this stuff, he walked in and was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he said, it's like walking into that comic store I took you to. And he's like, well, what, what would you do if you had company over? And I said, let's be fair. If I have someone over to my house, you know, I know someone well enough to have them in my house. They are well aware of who and what I am. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be shocked by, you know, comic stuff or whatever on my walls or shelves. Yep. And he said, yeah, but you don't, you don't see that a whole lot. I go, and I made the point. I said, if I was into sports and I had Yankee stuff 
on the walls or hockey jerseys or, or, you know, footballs or whatever. That's, quote, normal. You know, if I was into certain things and had that on my wall, it's considered normal. If I was a hunter and I had, like, a deer head or, or a stuffed, you know, whatever that I mm-hmm. shot and had mounted and everything, that's, quote, normal. But because I got, like, Captain America on my wall and a bookshelf of graphic novels, it was, you know, considered odd by him or childlike or whatever. And we're all geeks of different sorts here. Mm-hmm. But uh, my own curiosity for how your home is decorated and or have you had someone come over and had that reaction of, oh, wow, I did, I've never seen this sort of geek decorating style that I see in your home. And you're, you know, maybe you're a little embarrassed, but you're also kind of like, screw you. It's my home. It's my stuff. This is me. Yeah. Um, well, I'll go first. And I'm, I think I'm a lot like you, Kev. Um, I, you know, God bless my wife. She's very, uh, nice and lets me, de- you know, throw everything <laughs> on the wall that I want. Um, <laughs> well, our, our old house that we used to live at, like, I mean, we bought this house that we're in. And it's a smaller house, uh, so I, you know, I don't have my own man cave, so she's, like, cool with me putting, you know, everything out in the living room. When we used to rent a house, I had all my geeky stuff downstairs, and I had, it was my own little area, you know, like, it was awesome. Um, But, you know, we we downsized, which, you know, I'm thankful for now, uh, given, you know, what, with the you know mortgage rates going up and everything you know like our house is still very affordable um and our kids are moving out slowly but event you know uh, <laughs> so we are gaining more room uh you know as time goes on um but yeah no she she let you know like my living room uh but she you know she also has some of her stuff on display like she collects uh winnie the pooh ornaments so there's some shelves with winnie the pooh stuff and then i got my, you know my captain america shelf i got my hulk shelf i got my uh star trek shelf and uh and yeah and i re- and i really don't care what uh what anyone says you know no one like actually like most people when they come over they, they think it's cool um the only time it was kind of like you know what am i going to do is when I, I, I put in, a, you, you, okay, so you know when you go to uh, the grocery store or, or, you know, the Walmart or whatever, or a hotel, they'll have those those pictures for auction, and you put in a bid, mm-hmm. and uh, so there was one, it was like a big picture for, for Marvel Comics, and I, I just put in a bid, not thinking I would actually win, but I did, um, so I was pretty happy. But then when this this picture showed up at my house, I'm like, oh my god, like where am I going to put this thing? So I had to do a lot of rearranging, um, but it, it but it worked out, and yeah. Um, but then yeah, you go to some people's houses, and like my dad's house, like there's hardly anything up on the walls. Uh, and it feels so it feels so plain Jane, but I mean that's his style, right? Like, so you know, it is what it is. But that's just not me. I I, I like uh, let my geek flag fly, you know, like just throwing it out there. 
uh, uh, Ragnar, what, what are your thoughts on Kevin's mini topic? Well, um, okay, so I recently got back together with the girl I was dating this summer. The one that oh. broke my heart in the fall. Oh. It was... I'll keep it short. It was it was a long process. We mm-hmm. had a very ugly breakup. We both had a lot of issues with the other person. And we started talking again after some shit happened. And then eventually that turned into positives. And we started becoming friends. And then we started seeing each other again. And it's going really well because we're both communicating a lot more with each other and be really happy here by the way so no judgment we're, awesome. we're coming we're coming at it from a different place than where we were when we started and i it's a lot better well that's good yeah so anyways though um when i go to her house it looks like how i want my house to look the way she's decorated yeah and I've already told her that, you know, assuming we continue to date, eventually we're going to want to live together. And when we do, I'm going to just give her a budget and say, you decorate the house. You know, here's five grand. You make the house look nice. Because every time I try to decorate my home and make it look nice or have some style or theme, it never works. I just, I don't have the flair for, for decorating that's not to say that my house isn't decorated. There's everywhere you look, there's stuff. There's pictures on the wall. There's knickknacks on the shelves. But it, it has no cohesion to it, except for my bedroom. So I bought this house, and one of the first things I did was I had the bedroom painted to look like the inside of a castle. So it looks like it's made out of stone. And then I hung all my swords and knives and axes and horns and skulls. And I made lamps out of horns that I put by the bed. And my bedroom has a pretty fucking cool look to it. Um, I've yet to bring a girl home that didn't like my bedroom. But I have definitely brought friends over that were kind of like, why do you have a 12-year-old boy's dream bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I I I would come over and think it was cool. Yeah, I I do. My my favorite comment was from somebody who didn't like it. Is that your way of saying, Chris, I want to go to your bedroom? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, take me to your bedroom. (laughs) My favorite comment was somebody that didn't like it said, you know, that's going to affect your resale value. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite. I'm like, you can just say you don't like it. I won't be upset. Yeah. Uh, And and for the record, my house is only 700 square feet and it was built in the 1940s. There is no resale value. The resale value of my home is the lot and the garage. Yeah, And in, in my neighborhood, all the houses are getting bought up and torn down and new houses are being put up. So the value here is that I'm on a double lot with a fairly new garage. So somebody will, if I went to sell, somebody would buy it, tear it down and, and build a new house. Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't really matter what I do to the house because there's not much value in the home itself. Yep. But that said, I'm I'm not planning on selling it, and I definitely did that painting just for myself. So, um, and in my opinion, it looks badass. If if anyone like the, the quick tangent to Kevin's mini topic, uh, I mentioned Harlan Ellison. He used to do um, a commentary on Sci-Fi Buzz, which was a, a, a news. Uh, program for the Sci-Fi Channel in the '90s, and anyway, his his house was like my dream house, Harlan Ellison's house. Because you go into his house, because they filmed a lot of his segments there. It's it's like he lived in a library. Like there was so like he had so many books. Like every book, or sorry, every book, every room had bookshelves like full, and he had you know like original artwork, original comic book artwork. He had a pool table in his house. He had, um, oh, wow. you know, so many cool things. And his, uh, like, where he used to store his comics, you had to, like, go through, like, a little door. Like, it was like a <laughs> hobbit door. You had to, like, basically get down on your knees to, to get through it. And then um, you would get into, it, like, into his comic vault. And I remember just thinking, like, this was, like, the coolest house ever. Um so if I ever win the lottery, that's I think that's what my house would end up because I would be like buying books and putting up shelves and, um, you know, people. Well, you wouldn't be if you win the lottery, you wouldn't be buying the books and putting up the shelves. You'd have people doing that yeah, for you. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> because you know people always say, well, if I ever win the lottery, I'd still work because I'd be bored. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I would never be bored, man. There's so many books out there that I would love to just sit and, like, I would love to, like, just spend days and weeks just sitting in a comfortable chair reading. Like, I would never be bored if I was, you know, able to retire a rich man. I would never, ever be bored. And, yeah, like, if, if you want to see what my dream house would be, check out Harlan Ellison on Sci-Fi Buzz on YouTube. And he, like he, his house—I forget what he called it—the lost, lost Aztec temple of Mars or something. He had a name for his house, and it, it, it was cool. Anyway, uh, Lillian, uh, what what are your thoughts on on Kevin's little topic? Um, honestly, like I've always dreamt of having one of those houses that people walked in and went, "Damn, that's nice!" Like. Like you see in the magazines where they look all clean and organized and everything has a place and there's like cupboards that match and mm-hmm. and all of this. But what I ended up with was a house full of weird nerd objects that people <laughs> just squeak over excitedly and stare at, which is also fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we live in a small basement suite, so we have limited places to put things. And in my dream house, we have multiple rooms so that we can fit everything we want to, you know? Yep. So, I mean, we've got our tiny little living room with a bright red Avengers, like Captain America red wall. And then it's got Avengers on one side and Marvel on the other. And then Christmas trees and a two-foot Batman that's hugging a Baymax. And small pop action (laughs) figures everywhere. Like, if I reach out my left hand, it touches, like... There is a, a sorting hat for Hogwarts right there next to a weeping angel next to multiple squishmallows. 
And there's a lamp with a Pokemon hat on it. And to my right, I've got two main character stuffies from Full Metal Alchemist, the anime, and, like, a portal gun. So, (laughs) like, you can't, you can't, like, there's a Deadpool beside me wearing a, a, what is this one? Oh, it's Roman Senator, so he's got, like, a laurel on his head. Um, Like, my basement is Ironic Comic Con, and we collect things. We have nowhere to put things, so it literally just come piles in this one space. So as much as I would love to have matching cupboards and so on, and a house with an entryway that has a bench you could sit on, and, and like, like dream aesthetic. I am actually just a happy nerd in a burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, but my dream is to have a place that just stupid vases that make no sense that you have to dust. With ridiculous things <laughs> that are aesthetically pleasing sticking out of them. That's my goal. Yeah. Uh, and I think my husband would probably just die laughing. Uh, well, honestly... I I, I, I think the ceiling. I think if I went to any of your houses, I would, I would, I would like it because I'd be like, "That's cool," you know. And we could sit and, and talk about party. stuff. Yeah. Um, my my buddy Jeff, who who Ragnar knows, he um, what was it? Was it last year? It, it was one of his birthdays, and I was over at his house. And, you know, he was having a party and stuff. And anyway, I got, like, sidetracked because I was, you know, his bookshelf in his living room was full of graphic novels. So him and I were, like, standing there talking about all these graphic novels, talking about artists and all that kind of stuff. And my sister literally walked up and was like, you guys are such a nerds. And, like, walked away. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're having a good time. Like, but, um no, I, I think I definitely think uh, if I went to any of your guys' house, I'd have a great time. Um, oh, I'm sure. We, I'm sure. I'm sure we'd all love playing show and tell with each other at each other's homes. Oh, yep, absolutely. I will play show and tell with any of you. Yep. Um. All right, Ragnar. Uh, what's your final little topic? Well, I mean, there's, there's. I've been watching so many things, and there's been lots of great programs and so on. But I was going to talk about the James Cameron film Avatar. Okay. It came out in like 2008 or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. I, for the first date that, that my girlfriend and I went on when we got back together, we went to the theater and saw Avatar because it's in theaters again. Yep. And, and we went to see it in preparation for the new one that comes out in December. Like that's why it's in theaters again. But it was really cool because we were the only people there. So you, you've got you can sit anywhere you want, and there's nobody bothering you or disturbing you in any way. And it's a film we've both seen many times, so we could talk without worrying about ruining anybody else's experience. Uh, so that was that was a great experience because you don't often get that in a theater. Mm-hmm. But what was really cool is that. Somewhere between the 2008 release and now, they remastered the 3D. At the time that Avatar came out, it was, you know, one of the first, if not the first, big-budget movie to be in 3D. But the 3D wasn't that good. It was kind of cheesy. The glasses gave me a headache. I didn't really notice it a lot. Like, a lot of the film looked the same, and then every now and then something would kind of pop out at you. Yeah. I don't know exactly 
what they've done, but it was like night and day different from what I remember. The 3D now was like complete immersive. You were in that world and it wasn't just like the odd thing jumped out at you. It was like you were sitting there and everything had 3D depth. And there were times when like things were falling and we were swatting because we thought we were going to get hit. Like it was Mm -hmm. unbelievable how much better it was and how good of an experience the 3D was. And, and I mean, it's a good movie and the special effects still hold up and I don't know. I always liked it and she liked it. And so we had a great, great time, but I was just absolutely blown away by how good the 3d was versus what I remember of the original theatrical release. So I, I just wanted to just to say that if it's playing in a theater near you in 3d and you have that chance to go see the original film again, do it. Cause it was totally awesome. Cool. That's good to hear. Um, Lillian, what do you have for your final little topic? Um, well, I kind of like the idea of going after questions, so I decided to rewrite one of mine. Okay. <laughs> and ask if you could be, because I, I don't get to watch game shows that much anymore because we don't watch cable, but mm. when I get the chance to, I enjoy it, so... If you could be on any game show, what would it be? Mm. And would you win it? Um, for myself, I would want to be on The Price is Right. And I would want to play Plinko if I could. Because I, I always had a feeling I would be good at Plinko. And they have, they have one in West Edmonton Mall, or they did. I don't know if it's still there. This was pre before the pandemic. I haven't been to galaxy land since the pandemic, but it was in there, um, during, before the pandemic. And I actually played it and I actually won like a free galaxy land pass, which is like a, like a day pass. So it's like a $70 value that I won on a, on a, you know, you, you pay $5 and I think you get like three Plinko chips or something. Or ten, maybe it was ten dollars. Um, so basically, you know, I more than made my my money back, and and I did pretty good. Like, so I can't help but think if I was on the Price is Right, I could win good with Planko. Um, I've oh, and I've always said, um, quick tangent, uh, my mom should go on Jeopardy because my mom is so good at Jeopardy. It just it amazes me. That she, you know, I really think she would do really good, and I and I do think if I ever win the lottery, I would try and get her down for a filming of Jeopardy, uh, because she is v- very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. She reads a lot of books, like she like she's uh, maybe not like she used to be, but you know, she used to like plow through books like crazy. So I, I've I've always said that uh, she would do excellent on Jeopardy. But for myself, I'd want to be on on uh, Price is Right, and I'd want to play Plinko if I could choose my game on Price is Right. Uh, Kevin, uh, what are your thoughts on Lillian's uh, little topic? So I don't know if it aired in Canada, but years ago there was a game show on Comedy Central called Beat the Geeks. 
<laughs> I I think so. I think I think I remember that. And you could choose which of the three geeks you were going to challenge, and then you're both answering questions, and you know whoever answers the quickest. Mm-hmm. So there's a movie geek, a music geek, a this or that, and there was a comic geek as well. And there were times where I'm like, he should have known this. He should have absolutely known this and all. And yeah, I'm going through. I'm like, man, I would love to do that one day just to see. And, and you know, there's a good chance you get on, you know, in the studio and on there, and you just kind of freeze and freak out and you know get very stupid. Which is, uh, Pat Sajak said that about Wheel of Fortune that these people are smart, but they get kind of intimidated by being on the set, and that's why they give dumb answers. Mm. I could I could certainly see that. Um, but yeah, I, if, if that ever came back, I would love to just challenge, see how well I do. Maybe, maybe I do so well, I become the comic geek and now I have a career out of it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I should also, add, I would love to have been on Ben Stein's, when Ben Stein's money, like when, uh, Jimmy fun. Kimmel used to be on there. I, I I really liked it. Like back in the mid '90s, I really liked that show. Uh, Ragnar, uh, w- what are your thoughts on Lillian's little topic? Well, I I grew up without cable, so I I never watched those kind of shows as a kid. And as an adult, I don't I don't know I I don't think I wa- would watch them unless I really there was absolutely nothing else to do. But I know that in Japan they have these weird <laughs> game shows that, that are kind of like that, but, like, you can fall in the slime pit and you can, like, you know, you have to do all these crazy, embarrassing, humiliating things, almost almost like Fear Factor. Um, and I watched some clips from one of those years ago on YouTube, and I thought, why don't we have this kind of TV here? This is fascinating. Um. Is it, that's like MXC, right? Um, I think that's what I it's called. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess if I ever had to do a game show, I want to do one of those ones. Yeah, that some of those are pretty brutal. Um, yeah, some of them were, the clips I saw were pretty, like, I can't believe they're doing this brutal. Well, I remember there was one, and, like, you can choose, like, they, they it was like paper, right? Like a paper wall. And they had, like, an outline of a door, and you can pick one to run through. And one of them, like, there was a brick <laughs> wall on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it, like, it's knocked... Funny, actually, um, our guest voice actor from L.A. took part in a show that was Geeks versus... Bodies versus Geeks or something like that. It was basically like that. Oh, okay. And apparently yeah. he got a concussion when he fell into the slime pit or the mud pit. Um, not a concussion, no, no. He fell into the mud pit, and mud got in his eyes, and he had to go to the hospital because they couldn't get the grit out, and he scratched his corneas. <laughs> but he's, yeah, no, so it was not comfortable, and um, it just made me not want to ever do anything like that again. But those, <laughs> come on, Japanese shows are just, they're intense what they do over there. They just, nuts. Yep. Yeah. I can see you doing that. Um. It sounds like me. I remember uh, a few years ago, um, the actress, I can't, oh, oh, what's her name again? She played Blair on The Facts of Life. Uh, uh, I think her last name's Welch. But anyway, um, 
she she was on Celebrity Survivor. Lisa for, Welch. Lisa Welch, yeah. She was on Celebrity Survivor. Lisa Welchel. For, well, Welchel, yeah. She was on Celebrity Survivor for a, a season. And she said, like, the worst thing about being on there, you know, aside from, you know, having to do all these challenges and stuff for food, was at night when they were trying to sleep, rats would, like, come and gnaw on their feet. Oh. Yeah, like, that just... Nice. That just, ugh, I, like, I hate mice. I couldn't imagine rats. Like, uh, you know, fortunately, I live in Alberta, which is, like, one of the few rat-free places in the world. Um, we do have mice, and we do have muskrats, but no rat rats. And I couldn't imagine. Ugh. And even, even here in Saskatchewan, next door to Alberta, we do have rats, but I've ever seen one and they're not a huge problem yeah i i i seen a like on one a quick tangent one night shift at work a muskrat was walking across plant site and like i stopped in my tracks i was probably like at least uh i don't know 100 yards away i stopped in my tracks it stopped in his tracks and then it started like coming at me like it came running towards me <laughs> so i like had to run into like one of the buildings and i'm and I'm like looking out the window, seeing if it's if it's there, and yeah, it was it was freaky, man. This was like three in the morning when yeah. this happened. Um, but yeah. anyway, Lillian, uh, did did you have a, a game show that you wanted to be on? Or I can't remember if you said. You know, part of me always felt like I would be awesome on you know Jeopardy because when I'm sitting in the living room yelling out all the answers because I'm hella smart. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> I know for a fact if I ever was on Jeopardy, I'd probably. Oh answer anything i'd be that person that was like super cocky and like, but um you know wheel of fortune always looked like fun i just always wanted to be up there just to, to see if i can do as well as i do again in my living room so those two are just my good news. like i love those shows i will excellent um all right well i guess i have the final little topic of the night uh and again I'm throwing a question out to everybody. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Is there any TV series or movies 15 years or older you are considering to rewatch? Um, so, so nothing, you know, I'm thinking more, you know, classic, you know, what we would consider classic, you know, stuff from our youths. Uh, would you consider rewatching? I just the other night, I rewatched an episode of the X-Files and, yeah, I I love that show. It 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 holds up, you know, those earlier seasons. Um, I I think the, Chris, I found I tried to rewatch X Files a year or two ago, and the creature mo episodes, you know, the monster of the weeks, yeah. were amazing, and they still held up. But as it went on, and they got more and more into the conspiracy theory stuff, mm -hmm. that didn't hold up as much. And I, I found myself skipping the conspiracy theory heavy episodes after a while. Yeah, after uh, season six, when they kind of like opened it all up and you kind of knew what was going on, then it wasn't yeah. as, as fascinating anymore. But those no, earlier seasons. But the seasons, monster ones, especially in the early seasons, yeah, they kick yeah. ass. But even the earlier seasons, when the smoking man would show up, I was like, oh, this is yeah, going to be good. Like, yeah, he was better in the early seasons, but yeah. eventually it got too heavy on. Yeah, they got yeah a little on in the tooth, um, and for for Trek one seven zero one, 
we're planning on uh, doing a breakdown of Star Trek Voyager, so I have to go back and rewatch Star Trek Voyager because I haven't actually watched all of Star Trek Voyager. Um, I kind of dropped off of Voyager halfway through season three. I came back in season four. Watch, I think I watched pretty much all of season four, and I started watching some of season five, and then I dropped off again. And I came back and watched the finale. So there's actually quite a bit of, I'd say at least half of Star Trek Voyager I haven't actually watched yet. Um, so since we're going to be talking about it on Trek 1701 in the new year, um, I'm going to uh, give it a rewatch. And I've also recently purchased the first three seasons, oh, the only seasons, but the, the three seasons of Sequest uh, from my, oh, yeah, from my Star buddy. Yeah, for my buddy Tyler. I, I really loved Sequest in the first season. I didn't really like the second season. And third season, it was okay, but then it got canceled. So I'm going to give that a rewatch at some point. And, you know, um, with the Rings of Power having just come out, uh, it made me very nostalgic for uh, good Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, so, And there's, in my opinion, nothing better than that original trilogy. Um, of movies by Peter Jackson. So I am planning on going back and rewatching the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, Kevin, is there any TV series or movies 15 years or older that you are considering to rewatch? Absolutely, because I'm actually right now trying to figure out when I'm going to do it. I've been wanting to do it for years. The entire series was never available on DVD. It is finally on streaming. And it's going to take me a while to get through it and to get where I want it to be. But on uh, Amazon has a free app called Freebie. Mm-hmm. It used to be IMDb TV and is now Amazon's free with ads mm-hmm. stuff. And they added all nine seasons of Night Court. Oh, cool! <clears throat> I have been wanting to rewatch that for years. It has—it's not on syndication on anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and the first two, two or three seasons were released on DVD, and then they stopped it for poor sales. Well, that show took until the third season for the cast that mm-hmm. became the cast to all be put into place. Yep. And then they finally had the cast that they wanted that all clicked, and then it got really good. So the seasons that where it's actually a good show were later and were not on DVD. I think you could get it like direct from Warner brothers is one of those things. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you buy it on their website and they print a cheap copy of it for you. But I haven't seen these shows in, Oh my God, probably 15, 20 years. At least I used to watch it all the time when it was syndicated, you know, beyond mm-hmm. like five in the afternoon or whatever. But I've watched it in a long time, and I, I'll go and I'll push through those first seasons because they are garbage. But I want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, but also like you know, add it to the list with all the other TV shows and movies and crap. Um, I'm trying to finish Big Bang. I know it's recent, but I, Big Bang Theory had 12 seasons. I'm on mm-hmm. season nine. I'm like, I just got to finish it. Yeah, even though I'm having serious issues with it, the further I go along. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers today said uh, she and her boyfriend started watching Martin this weekend. This past oh, weekend. Oh, Mar- Martin Lawrence's show. Yeah, 
which only lasted three seasons, which I would have huh. sworn it was long. Yeah, me too. And yeah, and she she said you will get so many jokes you did not get when you were a kid. She's like this. She said that was considered PG shows on at like eight or eight thirty. She's like that. This is not a PG show. They got away with so much. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, that that, like that was uh, that was on Fox, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, they so did I, they did a, a series around the same time with George Carlin. I remember it. I think it only lasted a season, but man, I wish yep. I could watch that because I'm at, I can just imagine it would be absolutely hilarious as an adult watching that. They had lots of good groundbreaking stuff on there, but the age I was at the time, mm-hmm. my mom you know, was finding it offensive. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of it was, but it was offensive in that good way of like, okay, let's change things up. Let's, yeah, let, you know, let's expand what we can do. Let's, let's break the mold here. Yeah. And you look at, you know, Simpsons and married with children. I looked at it in a certain way now, but they were considered trash when they first came out because mm-hmm. everyone's freaking out about it. So yeah, Martin, the, that George Carlin show was good. Um, if you remember Rock, which I think was uh, Charles Dutton as a dad um, for the family show. And then, like, their last season or two seasons, they did their episodes live. Oh, okay. And it was live for East Coast. And then three hours later, they did it again live for the West Coast. Huh. So, like, groundbreaking stuff happening. Yeah. And none of... You know, so much of it's gone too. The, yeah, I remember that Carlin show, but I'll guarantee that's not on any streaming. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Even UPN, like the first few years, they had some good shows. Like I remember there was Pigsty and Platypus Man, and I and I liked them both. Um, but they only lasted like a season. Then there was Nowhere Man. Anyway, I I can go on and on, but excellent. Uh, Ragnar, uh, is there any older TV shows that you are going to consider rewatch besides Voyager? Yeah, yeah. As soon as you brought up the topic, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can talk about Voyager. <laughs> we'll go ahead and talk about Voyager. Yeah. Oh no, I, I I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Um, yeah, me too. And, and on a slight slight tangent to that, I just started watching uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, the newer. Well, I guess it's pretty much brand new yep. animated parody show. And I really like it. It's the it's first so official new Star Trek that I totally like. Um, and it's and it's a parody. If you view it as a parody of Star Trek, it totally works. And it, it doesn't have all of the stuff that you dislike about the new Star Trek programs, Chris. So I think you would actually enjoy it. Yeah, what when you when you mentioned that you were enjoying it and, you, and you're watching, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a chance. It's yeah. it's really funny. It seems to be set around the the next gen DS9 Voyager era because it references all three. The theme song is basically the theme song from the original Star Trek. And it's it's about the you know scrappy crew that that work all the essentially bitch jobs on a starship, and and they're not on the best starship; they're on like one of the not great ones. Mm-hmm. And even just the intro, it sets the tone for the whole show, where it's just like you know the ship approaches a you know the Romulans are fighting the Borg, 
So they just turn around and go the other way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, in terms of an older show, I'm looking at a box set on disc on my shelf of the entire series of Cheers. Awesome. Seasons 1 through 11. I have certainly watched Cheers, but I've never watched all of it. So that's pretty high on my list because it'll be funny it'll be nostalgic and probably when i hit the episodes that i have seen it'll bring up memories of other things that were going on when i first saw that episode so uh, yeah so that that's the throwback show for me awesome that's a good one uh lillian uh is there any uh older tv series that you're thinking of giving a rewatch it's funny you mention this because when we were in Nelson, Dan and I just squealed because Ali McBeal was on um, was on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and that was such a classic for me, and it was so much fun. And so we watched the first episode, and good lord, Calista Flockhart is a baby. Um, so that one's definitely something we're gonna enjoy watching. And then I've had it on my brain, and I meant so I've wanted to rewatch Hercules again. Mm. Um, uh, and then. There was, there was an old one, and I don't know what it was, um, but that was on my list as well. But definitely Alan McBeal. And it's funny you mentioned Sequest because we just watched, so Amazon Prime just uploaded, um, excuse me, I burped, uh, Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. And we watched it with Amanda the other night, and she was like, this is amazing. What is this? Um, we were like, now you just got to watch Sequest because Jonathan Brandis, rest in peace, was so beautiful in that. So, so good. Yeah. And I got, I got to admit, like, because um, he was in Ladybugs as well. Uh, with uh, uh, Rod- <laughs> Yeah, that movie would not fly nowadays. Yeah, with Rodney Dangerfield. And, you know, I had to admit, he he made a pretty cute girl. Like, you know, when he would, because the whole thing is uh, Rodney Dangerfield, I think played his stepdad, I think, in that movie. And he's coaching a girl's soccer team so he brings and jonathan brand is, is a good soccer player so he basically makes him wear a wig and stuff to, and pretend to be a girl uh to to be the ringer for the for the team and uh yeah i, I definitely could see what the what the girls saw in him at the time that's for sure um back then like this is like 1994 i want to say um and yeah, he was like in all those teen magazines and all that. I remember my my sister had a big crush on him. Uh, and yeah, I remember that movie Sidekicks definitely. Um, all right, uh, I think we can call this uh, a topic. Uh, but before we go, let's uh, let's do a round of brain candy, and see what we're uh, we're all watching or, or reading or listening to. Uh, so, Kevin, what do you got this week for brain candy? <coughs> Sorry. Um, so, I am making my way through The Woods, which is a James Tinian graphic novel from Boom Studios. Oh, okay. Uh, I yes. got Tinian recently because of Something is Killing the Children, Nice House on the Lake. I'm loving everything that he writes. So, this was a few years ago. The series is already completed. But uh, the the elevator pitch is out of nowhere, an entire school and everyone in it at the time is 
just plucked right off of Earth and set on an alien planet. So all the teachers, all the students, all the staff. Hmm. And they're just like, all right, what the hell do we do now? So there's some that go off into the, the woods to see what the heck is going on on this planet and look for help and look for a way out and maybe way back home. There are some that are staying with the school and like, okay, we need to figure out how to survive. So we need to create food. We need to create, you know, we need a source of water. We need a, everything. And there's a dynamic of some of the kids are smarter than some of the adults. So there's a power play thing going on for a lot of it too. First volume was only the first four issues. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really sold. Second volume is issues five to eight. I was sold then. I'm like, I need to see how this ends. This story is huge. Very interesting. Excellent. Um, finished, uh, finished watching all the DC animated movie universe stuff, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, DC and Marvel, I think Marvel's doing the movies better, but I think DC does animation better still. Oh yeah. Definitely. That, that goes back to Batman. Um, saw Black Adam far better than I expected it to be. That's what I've heard. I said it right now. Yeah. Loads of fun. Humor in it. Rock is great. There's not over-explanation. I don't need an origin of every freaking character in the movie. It's a superhero universe. We get it. Let's just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Adam origin, which could have been very like complicated and overly done and everything, wasn't they tell you enough and you're like, all right, cool. Let's roll. Let's just go with this. Uh, and I I saw like, I took my kid and he said, you know, what was good about that. They did it like a Marvel movie and they had humor in it. I was like, you're absolutely right. One of the things that bothers me so much for the Zack Snyder DC ones Mm -hmm. is it's all black and dark and miserable. Yeah. But Marvel, you know, putting in the jokes and the sarcasm and the one-liners and stuff, but not going over the top with it. Yeah. Just like, you know, here's, you know, making a fun moment. I don't know if it's the new DC stuff going on with like, you know, this new era of DC or if it's The Rock is just flat out better because it sounds like he had a lot of pull and stuff that happened in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. When it, I think it's on HBO Max, like by the end of the year, probably totally worth it. Excellent. Like a little over two hours. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I was going to go see it last night because it's playing at my local theater, but my wife and I ended up going out for Chinese food instead. Um, not that I didn't want to go to it, but yeah, Chinese food won out, so... I don't blame that. But I'll definitely see it, though. I've heard, I, I've heard good things. Um, all right. Well, uh, for my brain candy this week, uh, real quick, uh, the Andor series from uh, Disney Plus. It's the new Star Wars series called An- Andor. Yeah? Um, <laughs> Man, I'm finding it really boring. It is. It is, but yet it's, oh, okay. it, but it, it's worth it, though. It, it It's... It, it's still it's taking a long time getting off the ground but once it starts rolling it's like oh okay it, it it's a slow build but then 
you know, like, because basically the story of Andor is basically the beginning of the rebellion and how, um, you know, like we take it for granted, you know, like, oh, here's the rebels, here's, you know, Admiral Akbar, Mon Mothma, you know, there's the rebel fleet. But how did they get the rebel fleet? How did they get organized? Um, how did they defy the empire? Uh, I just, it, like, like I said, once the ball got rolling, because I, I, I binged like, I don't know, the last three or four episodes in a row. And I was like, okay, like it's starting to, starting to go, take off. And, um, I love some of the, the callbacks, you know, not to ruin anything, but, uh, there's like one, one thing I notice about the series, like Coruscant, um, we get, you know, cause we get to see Coruscant, which we never got to see during the original trilogies. And it's a lot quieter. Like there's not a lot of traffic like there was in the prequels. And, and you'll notice uh, on Coruscant, there's not a lot of aliens either. There, it's mostly humans that are in the show. Um, and, and not a lot of droids either. And there's a reason for that is because the empire was very xenophobic. Like there was no aliens aside from Grand Admiral Thrawn that were actually part of the empire. Um, so basically when the emperor took over and created the empire, a lot of aliens left Coruscant because they weren't welcome there anymore. Uh, so it reduced the air traffic. So it's, a, it's a lot quieter on Coruscant, a lot less aliens. And of course, a lot less droids because of the war, the clone wars. Um, and also there's a couple scenes where Mon Mothma is in the Senate and it's the Senate chamber from the prequels. So it's awesome, but there's hardly anyone in it. But like, it's empty. Yeah, like yeah. nobody goes anymore because, you know, the, the Senate has no powers. And, like, the Emperor doesn't even show up. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping I'd see him sitting there. And I and I still think we will. I think before the end of the, the season, I think he's going to show up. Because he's been mentioned a few times. And that's an aspect of the Emperor that we haven't seen yet. Like we we saw you know like the the scheming senator slash chancellor, uh, then he went you know full Sith right at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and then we didn't see him until his until his death at the final Death Star. Um, we didn't see the the emperor that was ruling the empire. Um, so I'm kind of fingers crossed. I'm kind of hoping we get to see him. Like he might actually show up at the Senate. And maybe shut down Mon Mothma. Um, and also, like, you'll also know, notice in the Senate, there isn't a lot of aliens there either because they're just, you know, not welcome anymore. So I, I it's it's a slow burn, and it's, it's very different from uh, other Star Wars projects. Uh, but I like it. I, I you know, I, I didn't think I would, and I, I've I'm been enjoying it. So, yeah, though that's my pick for the week. Um, Ragnar, uh, what do you got this week for uh, Brain Candy? Well, I, I already talked about Star Trek Lower Decks. So the other show that I've been watching recently that I've been really enjoying is the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Okay. They've brought back the old show, and they're, they're filming it, and it... it at least season three, it's got really high production values. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of time and a lot of money shooting it. 
and the recreations too they don't look cheesy and hokey they they've worked really hard to make them like cast people that actually look like the real people and so on yep and it's pretty good you know it start every episode it starts out and you're like oh, okay guy got murdered i don't care and then by the end you're like very much you know caring and trying to figure it out and and yeah it's really good yeah i watched um, my the favorite first one was Oh, sorry, you're right. Oh, yeah, go on. I was no, going to no, say, no, no, I watched ahead, the first couple seasons, and and they were good. The only My only nitpick is I wish they had a, a host, like the old one did. Like I know, Jeff I Robert was going to say, we missed the host. Yeah, we like, all Ro- missed the host. Yeah, like Robert Stack was amazing, and he had just had that voice, right? Like that great voice. Oh, like, yeah. Um, I don't know who they could get. You know, but I would love to see, like, say, Patrick Stewart or or Morgan Freeman, someone with an iconic voice uh, well, as host. There's people they could get, but I I think they just decided to distance themselves from that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sorry, Ragnar, I interrupted. Oh no, I was just going to say I, I like that it, in uh, season three, like, there's some about aliens and there's some about Bigfoot and there's you know, it's not just like guy got murdered and we don't know who did it. Excellent. And so I, I always find that fun. And I'm glad that they don't go too far off the deep end with that stuff, but it's neat to see a little bit of it. I remember when I was a kid, I watched one about UFO abduction. And oh, I, th- yeah. I think I was like eight or nine when I watched that. And I had to, like, I had to sleep in my parents' room for like a week. Cause I was, yeah. I was scared. I was going to get, cause the whole story was this guy, this kid getting abducted from his bedroom through his window. And I was just so scared that that was going to happen to me. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check out the new season for sure. Yeah, I love that show. Um, Lillian, what do you have this week for Brain Candy? Um, so we actually um, found Netflix has a new show. You know, they have everything about Masters, but a Drink master show. And we're thoroughly enjoying it, actually. It's been fun. Um the cocktails look delicious, and I'm just enjoying it. It's nice, brainless, interesting to put on mm-hmm. something, you know? Yep. Um, and I recently got into making cocktails thanks to some nerds, so I'm like, oh, I need to try this. Excellent. Um, uh, altered, but other than that, I'm still recovering from Pentacon, so, like, I haven't really been doing... Oh, oh, wait, no, um... I ended up not being able to finish. I had been, I li- my audiobooks. I'd been listening to A Discovery of Witches, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Could not, book two is, so I found out that the author is actually like a real historian, which explains um, why it's so in-depth, but it really is heavy. And I have not been able to finish it. And I just had to take a brain break. So then I downloaded the Southern, I think it's like the southern bell's guide to killing vampires or i don't know it's some she joins a book club and becomes a vampire killer and the, the entire introduction is basically about how you know mom does all these things and you know she always took for granted so she decided to write a book from the perspective of you see your mom going off to a boring old book club and she's actually pretty badass um but the reviews say this book is insanely gory and i'm just like oh this is gonna be fun um and i've also been listening to the myth of norm by an amazing local psychiatrist about ADHD and so um, that's been my go-to because I haven't had time to do much of anything else 
Excellent. That's me. All right. Um, I think we can call this an episode. But before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Um, we are planning on doing an episode of Trek 171, hopefully this month. Fingers crossed. Everything will align. And like I said, in 2023, we're planning on doing a retrospective uh, season by season or half season by half season breakdown of, of Star Trek Voyager. So be on the lookout for that. And also, Kevin and I are uh, going to be recording an episode of Geek Fallout where we're going to review season one of both Rings of Power and uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, so that'll be coming out. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me across the internet at Masked Library. Uh, Masked Library is my home blog. And I also do stuff over at the Retro Network. Excellent. Uh, Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, my uh, main website, RagnarTheTrader.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. And Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, Talking at Talking Squirrel. That's talking without an A, so it's Talking Squirrel. Uh, come and say hello. You're fantastic. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. Excellent. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us at the Pop Culture Pub talk about our little topics. My name is Chris Lockhart. You were listening to Kevin Decent, Lillian Knelson, and Ragnar. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. <laughs>